Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. I'm very pleased to welcome our guest today, Nicole Chang. Nicole, welcome. Thank you, Sally. So excited to be here. I'm very happy to have you here. I'm going to introduce you to the audience and then we'll chat for a bit. P.Y. Nicole Chang is internationally recognized as a brand and growth strategist helping entrepreneurs build creative, transformative business solutions to scale their corporations. With experience in the C-suite, her work incorporates proven strategies and scientific modalities of holistic mindset and physical health. Nicole is a Harvard and Stanford Business and Law School alum. She has served as a director for the Stanford Business School Advisory Board and has founded, operated, and invested in multiple companies. She is the proud mother of a filmmaker studying product development computer science at Stanford and a singer-songwriter studying East Asian studies at Harvard. Again, welcome. Super, Sally. Super excited to spend some time with you and your family. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much. So, wow, lots there in that very brief bio. Um, and I'd like to kind of talk about the, the mindset, the, the holistic health, all of those kinds of things. And specifically, uh, you sent me a fabulous story to read, and I really appreciate that. I want to ask you about the six words, the dream it, see it, create it. Share with us how that came to you and what it means. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I'm sure, sure some of you has heard of this. It's this notion of six words um, in terms of the term, terms of, you know, what would you like to, out of your life? And why six words? It's because it is, you know, short sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, I started incorporating that into my life when one day I was at, Actually, I was pregnant, and my doc, my uh, my obstetrician gynecologist said to me, "I don't like what I see." As he was examining me, and as a first time mother, that horrified me. And basically, what he told me was that he saw something in my son's intestines, and that it would um, require an operation right upon his birth. Um, and he said, you know, as soon as he's born, within two minutes, we'll have to rush him to the to the operating room. And um, so that was something that really just shook my world because I was envisioning, you know, you know, in the movies, you see sort of like you have the kid and then you bring home the blanket and everything's wonderful and everyone comes to visit um, and you, you're strolling with them in the park. Where And so my all my things that my visions of what that was like were dashed. Um, and subsequently, I had to spend um, a, about four months in the hospital um, in intensive care with him. And the, the what I saw, one of the things that was really tough for me, Sally, was that in the hospital, there was a list of all the, the kids in the beds, if you will. And every day, they would cross off the kids who didn't make it through the night. And that was you know, unfortunately, the reality that I saw exterior to me and as a, a parent, you know, I, I need, knew I needed to change that reality and, and give it my best shot to, to, to have my, my kid in, um, follow my dream, you know, the dreams in terms of, you know, growing up and, and uh, later on being a contributor to the world. So, um, I, 
you know, worked very hard to sort of say, okay, to, to live outside of the reality around me, surrounded by all these sick children and, and kind of create the reality within my mind. And that's how this dream at See It Created came to be. Because when, as I was seeing, okay, what eventually got me through that and then what has gotten me through so much of my other parts of my life in terms of um, my successes in my business world or my personal life, it was stepping out of that reality that you see or letting that not dictate your life, if you will, and then kind of putting the reality that you'd like in your mind and letting your, um, your dreams be the goal that you're going towards. If you will so if you think about like um you know let's say you're going somewhere a destination in a car you put in your gps so you say like i want to go to this destination well your gps is guiding you there and so if you let your outside reality always you know be dictating your gps if you will well then you're going to get there and, and if if you have a lot of negative signs such as like i did with seeing those names crossed off well unfortunately your gps is going to take you to a place you eventually don't want so um, dream it, see it, create. It's all about choosing that, you know, put it programming in your, your system's GPS, if you will, where you want to go and letting that be your guiding force. Yeah, um, that's so important because, uh, it, you know, we are more than our circumstances. And yet so many times we find ourselves controlled by our circumstances. Um, you in the materials you sent me, you were talking about how, you know, 95, I've heard up to 99% of our daily activities are in the subconscious and uh, one to at most 5% we're controlling with our conscious mind, all of those daily activities. And so that's what you're talking about, right? To bring all of the power of that subconscious into your conscious awareness and determination. Yeah, so I call it like the five percent club, which is yeah. the um, which is um, essentially the the club or the the few number, and it's obviously five percent symbolic, but uh, of really the fact that ninety five percent of our actions, and, and as you were saying, up to ninety nine, probably all of them uh, are driven by our subconscious, and so. Um, really what we want to do is to use the part we can control, which is our conscious mind, to steer our subconscious to help us get to where we ultimately want to go and not where, you know, if you think of yourself without a, um, a destination and just instead of the boat just being battered by all these crazy things that can happen in the world, um, what, what we need to do is try to put ourselves in the position where we are kind of being steered by where we really do want to go. Absolutely. Because most of those um, programmings in our subconscious were installed at such an early age. And so, you know, we're, when we're operating from there, we're operating from like a six-year-old level. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, and it's when I, so I work, um, when I see a lot in, in, in the, the, the companies and clients that I'm working with is that sometimes it can be so battered, if you will, by the circumstances around that they're become much more reactionary as opposed and they and they sometimes actually forget like what is my dream or where am I trying to go? Because it's just it's just there's so many things um w within that aspect of it. Yeah. Um but um, later on um 
I think you'll be putting in the link button. So I will, I have uh, uh, on my website, so people don't have to write this down, um, some some kind of, I have a, a sheet that will be talking a lot about sort of the, these, um, these six words and some kind of steps to kind of trying to keep them in mind um, within that. Yeah. So could you give us a sneak preview? What would be one of the steps that we could use to focus our conscious awareness on that? Yeah. So, so as I was saying a lot, one of the biggest, um, things I see is people don't have trouble with like the dreaming aspect because it's just, if you see, if you can imagine you've seen, um, it's a little bit like you say, think of the color red. Now, if you have no idea what the color red is, then it's hard to kind of dream it, right? You were think of it. Um, they had this, there's a study done of this tribe and they did not have the color, I think green in their, in their vocabulary. Um, or sorry, blue, or, or wait, wait. so let's say they didn't have the color blue in their vocabulary, but it had like a hundred shades of green. And so amongst all this green, there was like a blue square put in and they said, find the blue square. And like for all of us who know blue, right, it'd be so obvious, but they could not see it because it like, they, it was not within there. So um, one of the, you know, so for example, a lot of people like dream of a beautiful home, right? They sort of say, I want like to go there. And so, um, one of the things that one can do, for example, is go find the home you really want and go visit it as if you were a potential buyer of that home. Go to the open houses and and and, and talk about, you know, really try to act it out. Um, talk about, oh gosh, you know, this room would be perfect for the baby's nursery and we could put the bed here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, 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 and really you know, envision oneself there, um, even if maybe at the moment it seems a little bit far out of reach. Um, and then of course, just to make sure that the universe is balanced, because I don't like wasting necessary real estate agents time is, um, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, always like share it with one person who might be a prospective buyer, but, but otherwise it's sort of like doing that, um, same thing, like let's suppose, um, having a new car is your, your dream, right? You'd be going out for a test drive, right? They offer, you know, free test drives or different things and then just kind of living that, that aspect of what it's sort of like. Um, and then um, I know, so for example, sometimes like there's, um, I, I, uh, I love certain um, brands or clothing or, or, or sunglasses or some of the things. And, and so one way that I used to do it when I was um, still in school would be, I would find some of the wealthiest zip codes around and I'd go to like estate sales or, or different things. And you could find at a bargain, you know, something that um, typically um, might be a little out of reach at the time. Yeah, yeah, fabulous idea, right? Because we, we want to bring it into the landscape of our reality. It's not just gonna stay in the dream state. We really wanna see it manifesting in what we perceive as the real world. And so taking those concrete steps is moving in the right direction. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and you know, one of the things really linked to this, Sally, is this notion of confidence, because yeah. it, honestly, it does take a little bit of confidence to like go to, you know, let's say you're right. a beautiful house, right, in Bel Air or something you're sort of saying, oh, I'd love that. And knowing that for the moment, um, that would not be, you know, where you are, let's, you know, to get that beautiful house, say, but sort of it, it takes confidence to, you know, get yourself kind of dressed up and just get out there and, and, and sign up. And so, and to lead up to that confidence, I think that um, 
you know, there are there are little steps one can take towards that. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, I just want to step aside first and first talk about why I think confidence is so important. Yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, um, <laughs> since, since my first experience as a mother was very uh, jarring to me, a lot of um, I, I, my parenting became very, very conscious afterwards because I really saw something you know when you almost get something taken away from you you learn to appreciate it so much more yes, and so yes. that experience with my first child made me appreciate parenting that much more and i became very um thoughtful about things i did within that and one day i was with some of my um, classmates from stanford business school and we were talking about if we could give one thing to our child as they were growing up in this uh, VUCA, very, uh, VUCA world, if you will, very complex and changing, what would that be? Um, and so we talked about different things and, um, you know, some, some, some of those, you know, were able to say, you know, I'm going to give them our family company, etc. But for those of us who were um, not in that position, if you will, from material things, you know, we thought about, I, I thought a lot, well, you know, yes. Uh, I think it'd be great for them to get a good education, um, and they, and um, and but a lot of education where we're seeing it is it's not about actually what you're learning, but it's about how to learn and different things. But then if you think about the fact that so many of the jobs or things that they'd be doing with their time would don't even exist today, I sort of said they really have to be able to be flexible and resilient and change. Mm -hmm. And within that aspect, I sort of said, the one thing that I think allows one to be that is to have confidence. Because I think if you have confidence, the confidence to be comfortable in the unknown, the confidence to fail and just see that as just one step more towards success, um, that this confidence could is the, the attribute that would lead one to do things. And so, um, that's why I sort of say emphasis towards confidence and it's this confidence that will allow you, for example, to go see that house that, um, is your dream house or to test drive that car and to be able to wear that skin, if you will. Um, so, you know, the, so the confidence, a lot of times people ask me, you know, how do you get confidence? And I would say it's, it, it is just move in the direction of what confidence is. To, and I think one of the biggest, I think what gives people confidence is saying to themselves, I'm going to do it and then doing it um, and, and, and like repeated actions of that. And ideally what they say they're going to do is a little bit out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So a comfort zone uh, um, confidence builder would be like, I'm going to make my bed every day, right? We can do that. <laughs> so right. um, you know, do that, but it's maybe not exactly out of your comfort zone, making your bed every day, but things like, um, you know, I'm going to jog a mile or 10 minutes or whatever. And you, it's slowly just, and, with the, and when you start seeing yourself doing it, that gives you the confidence. Yeah, that, that makes such sense. And when you build confidence in those ways every day, right, it becomes a system and a process. And it's going to impact how you move through the world in your personal life, in your business life, in every aspect of your life. And, and so it's, it's such an important thing and we need to keep in mind, this is really gonna move us forward in business, right? It's not only for personal things. Oh yeah, and, and honestly, there's a huge kind of um, overlap with that. Um, I remember when um, my kids first were learning how to, their father's is French, so they were, they were first 
like learning French. Um, and even though they spoke in the house, they did not like know how to actually communicate with society, if you will, through right. it. Right. Um, and they and they spent most of their time growing up in China, so they didn't have as much opportunity. So I remember saying we were in um, there for the summer once, and I was like, okay, we I'm going to sit on this park bench, and each of you, I gave the kids all some money, and I said, there's um, there's different bakeries. I'm going to give you each money, and you are going to come back. And you're going to all go buy a baguette. And I want to bring back these baguettes. So that meant they, they have to go and, and transact with that. Um, and so now um, that they're now in college and they had to earn their own, have to earn their own money sort of things, that just let's say the skill of speaking French or speaking out in public has helped them because now they can, you know, tutor, you know, teach, you know, tutor people in French or give presentations in French or do voiceovers in French, etc. And so what, you know, can seem just like your personal thing can eventually um, lead to, to, to jobs. Exactly. In that. Yeah. And, and I think that also comes down to the concept of stacking skills right and we're talking life skills these are not necessarily specific business related skills and yet this the ability to communicate um, those kinds of skills are going to be very valuable in multiple settings oh yeah totally and i think you know what i see i as i, I work a lot with uh entrepreneurs and ceos and usually our time together um they think it's good you know typically it's like start all all about business and what we find is oftentimes it, it, there's a what they what they call a personal issue but ironically when we can resolve that it yeah. just spills over into their business because as you're saying so many of these skills um is transferable and the other thing i, I spend a lot of time focusing on is bring the CEO skills or business skills into your home. Yeah. Because, you know, you people spend so much time honing in on these skills or learning them going for to graduate school, et cetera, focusing on these skills. But we do not um, have necessary schools about how to have a harmonious life at home, et cetera, right. sort of thing. And so right. I say, take those skills and bring them back in. Because unfortunately, I mean, I've had a few death, near-death experiences and I don't recall seeing any of my business episodes saying, oh my gosh, I wish I had, you know, gotten that done sooner, that PowerPoint better or presentation. Yeah. It yeah. always goes back to the personal aspects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that really helps to clarify what's important in life exactly well yes it's you know i was i feel really blessed to have had that um you know that that, that situation i wouldn't wish it upon anyone else having um uh, an illness in the family but you know i guess it's called i guess making lemonade out of lemons and sort of saying okay what can i learn from this and do from that and um Yes, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking a lot of us, um, you know, one of the big things you hear about people's in terms of wanting to work on their, their physical health. And we all know that prevention is, is much, is almost, is better than, um, you know, curative, you, you know, try to avoid it, if you will. But unfortunately, sometimes it takes being sick to learn a little bit about, okay, how important it is for prevention. 
And I once had an inst- time in my life where I seemed to like have these anaphylactic kind of shock things and I really didn't know what I was allergic to. And the doctors were like, be careful. And I'm thinking, okay, I'd love to be careful, but I, what am I supposed to be right. careful yeah. of exactly? Yeah. And really what it was, was my body was just going through overwhelm and seemed to like just be reacting to most everything there. Uh, and, and it taught me about like how to like re-cleanse and everything. And there I really learned that um, thinking about you are what you eat in that sense. And, you know, what we're talking so much today about is the mental thing and you are what you think as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, we... it, and it's really important to, um, so we see from when you eat, like if you eat junk food, if you will, you can quickly see the, that in terms of excess weight or different things. But if you think about this analogy of you are what you think, you see that in certain things that maybe are not ideal in your life. Yeah. Well, and now the studies that I've read recently, maybe not recent studies, but that I've read recently show that our, our mindset, you know, the, whether we're stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, living in trauma, those kinds of things can affect us at the DNA level. They can actually affect the length of our telomeres on our little DNA strands, which in turn make us more or less susceptible to inflammatory disease. So we definitely are what we think. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 so. Um, I I really believe that the um, that my you know like the, the kind of the meditation or the breathe breath work that I I do has really uh, helped me, and, and I know um, those that I sh- shared it with um, like kind of get get through, um, and and hopefully um, you know get get you know i say this right now because we're still in this pandemic phase here and it's just yeah. been um you know no one really can know how it affects them um but it's sort of like okay really take what you have and do the best you can with it and and, and keep trying everything within that but it is the mindset yes yeah, sally i would totally agree with you it's not i'm not sure we can necessarily change unfortunately what is now around the world but if we can get in the right mindset, we can try to put up our best um, defenses towards it. Absolutely. So a couple more questions. Yes. And uh, I'll set up the first question. So in my coaching, I use an acronym. It's MSG. And that stands for Mindset, Skill Set, Get Off Your Asset. And <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, well, and I, I think it resonates with, with what we've talked about with what you do. And, and it really does uh, bring together a lot of very important principles that we've talked about. As you look at your life and your journey and all of the amazing experiences you've had in business as well, is there an overarching principle that you would point to that you believe has contributed to your success? Yes. Yeah, so my uh, the methodology that i use a lot is this the six word methodology which is starts with for it's i don't like what i see so i don't like what i see six words and i believe that for change in one's life um you first have to observe it you just observe what you don't like so it's a little bit like the alcoholic first has to say I am alcoholic acknowledgement of it within that. And um, so just sort of saying what you don't like, identifying that area. Um, and that to do that 
takes as much about what do you like and just even being aware of of what's happening when around to sort of say this is where uh, it could be could be more ideal if you will and then um i focus on this dream it see it create it um which is um you know as we talked about dreaming your your ideal life and then seeing kind of how it works and really just continue to focus on it and then going through the steps and of which um with my clients i work through a whole bunch of different things to kind of get that done but the overarching principle to have any of this work is to have a system in place yeah. because you know the the one can there's so many things like if you look at the one thing that keeps people from really achieving their potential it is um distraction and excuses towards it and so when you tend to have a system tend to have less of this you know the studies always show that when you tend to exercise in the morning you tend to fulfill it and so it's like you have something that just like without fail you do it's like brushing your teeth you just do it and it is this cumulative little habits of doing things or not doing things whichever way you look at it is that you get you progress towards something yeah I think that is absolutely key. It's true. You know, it, we can have fabulous goals and we have that vision for our lives. And yet if we don't have the system in place, we're never going to get there. Yeah. And that's, uh, and so I think if I had to say one thing that, um, that everyone I'd love to start today is to just, um, start writing down things, put the date and something it could be i i i even start with what i call six word journal i'd help everyone you know who says i don't have time i say you have time to write six words don't you right. just whatever six words how you're feeling what you want to do whether it's your goal what you did anything and just every day start doing that um and, and then you can eventually start tracking you know whatever whatever you want um so if it's like you want to start drinking more water so just put how much water you drink and just write that every single day um, and, and when you start seeing progress or seeing progress or lack of progress, you really can start the yeah. system of just tracking is huge. Exactly. Yeah. It, you have to measure it in, in order to. Yeah, that, that's right. But it doesn't get measured, doesn't get changed there. Exactly. Last question. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, I am just going to be found at uh, my website, which is www.pynicole.com. Fabulous. So everybody, if you didn't write it down, that will be in the show notes. Make sure you reach out to Nicole. She's going to give you fabulous information. Nicole, thank you again so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Sally. And thank you to sharing your community with me. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for joining us. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.